Welcome to the Influential Nonprofit, the show for nonprofit leaders to grow their influence so they can grow their income and impact. Now here's your host, Marianne Dersch. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Influential Nonprofit. This is a very special episode for me because we are going to be talking about case studies, real life examples of people who have grown their influence and how that has shifted how they do work and how they do life and how they raise money and all of those things. And if you don't know me, I'm Marianne. I am your host and I work with nonprofit leaders to master the art of influence so they can ask for anything they want without feeling rejected, ineffective, or pushy, because who wants to feel that? And I am here with three of my wonderful clients, former and current, and they're going to share their stories of what they learn and how influence has helped them in their life. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm going to start with Christina. Hello, my name is Christina Denese. I'm the Development and Communications Manager for Clark Schools for Hearing and Speech in New York. We work with children from birth to age five in New York, older in some of our other locations. They are deaf or hard of hearing and using listening and spoken language skills. They're learning to listen and talk. Awesome. Thank you for being here. This is so wonderful. Oh, sorry. Thing. And then we're going to do Kylie. Hey, I'm Kylie Herbert, and I am Director of Development at Habitat for Humanity of Anderson County in Anderson, South Carolina. And our mission is to provide pathways to affordable homeownership for people who are in need. And then Colleen. I am Colleen Hafner. I am the CDFI Director for RISE Community Development in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, CDFI is an acronym that means Community Development Financial Institution. And so we layer on lending products to support um, neighborhood development. Yay. And we all use influence every day in our lives. <laughs> all right. So let's get started. First of all, I want to ask you, what was the motivation for you to want to like up-level your leadership communication influence skills? I'll dive in. So Iris, this is, I remember, this is Colleen. Colleen. Yes, this is Colleen. I remember a very specific moment. Um, we're going through a leadership transition a couple of years ago, and um, that had me thinking, and I was also stepping into this new, um, moving over from another kind of program here. And that really made me think, what does my own career like, um, both in this organization and just in this sector in general? And it just felt like a really good time to invest in myself. Personally, I was in a good place to do that after having some little kids and starting to breathe again. So yeah, it was it was sort of like a confluence of events, personally and professionally, that made me think, hey, investing in myself makes a lot of sense right now. Yeah, I'm glad I did. They, I do too. And I remember, okay, so I was working with Rise on their marketing and we were working through some messaging. I said something and I'm like, oh, you're in the drama triangle. And Colleen goes, what? And I could see her face and I like explained it all. And she was like, like, okay, that's my person. Uh-huh. <laughs> Young at the I end of the session, <laughs> at the end of the session, I said, you know, would you be willing to just talk? Cause I have this course and I think you'd be perfect for it. <laughs> But I could see your face just light up when, you know, that kind of like that interpersonal skill set. So, yay. All right. Kylie or Christina? Sure. This is Kylie. And I met Marianne through a visioning workshop that she was doing that I couldn't stay on because I had a hair appointment. I hadn't had my hair cut in like two years. And a friend of mine, 
had bought me a haircut for my birthday. That's how bad I look. And uh, <laughs> she, Marianne, was kind enough to do a one-on-one call with me to just do this kind of visioning thing on one. And through that, I was like, this lady's really cool. And I could learn a lot from her. And I also was at a time in my career where I had felt myself really making excuses to not do some of the really important things that made me uncomfortable. I had a lot of anxiety around one-on-one conversations and that one-on-one ask. I was really great at standing in front of a group of people and talking about the Habitat story, but one-on-one just carried a lot of anxiety about hitting those goals and doing that that one-on-one work and um, was really excited to be able to get some tools in my tool belt and I just keep adding them. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> the next thing to learn. Yeah, there's the net. Right, you learn one skill, and like, what? It, remember, like my friend calls it the. I'm gonna swear, so if you don't, I apologize. The another fucking growth opportunity, the AFCO. <laughs> that that comes. Then the next one comes. <laughs> All right, Christina. I am Christina, and I have been following Marianne, Marianne's blogs and e-blasts for a number of years, and I just always, I always get something really wonderful from them. And and then I too ended up having a one-on-one. I took advantage of the opportunity to do that, and I think you had me at value. And this idea that you know, like Kylie and like Colleen my confidence in my own skills and experiences wasn't really what it should be. And I'm, I am gaining an experience and starting to really recognize that. And I, man, I just got so much out of, out of what we did and, and I'm watching it. I was just making note of it the other day and in something that I was handling with my 26 year old son that is straight out of all of our our conversations. Right. I love that you said that because the work that we do is because it's relationship building, right? It's navigating relationships and that can be at work. That can be, it's all the same skill set. I'm not the person that's like, oh, work life and professional, but how you show up one place is how you show and the skills that you can learn to navigate one relationship, you can learn to navigate another. All right. So that being said, I would love to hear from your perspective what are some big shifts or changes that happen because of you? Like, because you're here because things are better. So I'd love to hear like what that looks like for you. I'll, uh, I'll weigh in because I'm already here to reiterate it. I am recognizing the value that I bring to the table and that, that I have a wealth of experience that I've built up over I'm at 19 years in this profession, not counting the other professions I had prior to fundraising. And that has real merit. And being less afraid to offer some of the the things that I'm thinking about or how things are sitting with me to the leaders in in my organization and for people out, outside. Have people noticed this from you? Like, have they... Do you get any feedback? I have not yet. You know, most of what I'm doing is still remote. And mm-hmm. so maybe that has, is a factor in not getting that feedback. But I also have my uh, performance review coming up. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> open loop. We're going to have to head back in and see how that went. All right, Kyle, Marianne. I can, yeah, I can weigh in on that, Marianne. I have gotten feedback on 
ways that I have approached situations that I wouldn't have before and skills that I have, situations that I've been able to influence in really productive ways that my boss has noticed and said, man, you know, I I can't imagine you doing that, you know, a year or two ago or, hey, I've I've really noticed um, that you stepped up in this way or the way that you handled that situation was really great. And so I've definitely noticed that. And, you know, some of the biggest takeaways for me in terms of the anxiety with those one-on-one conversations was letting go of the outcome was huge for me, releasing the outcome and, and knowing that just going in to build that relationship and not worrying about the outcome, having an outcome I, I wish for in mind, but not letting it rule the day. And then also just ways of speaking to people and listening to people showing empathy and how to do that in a way that makes them feel seen and heard and also still moves the conversation forward tools that I didn't have before where especially with somebody who might be maybe a little difficult things that I would have maybe before just shut down and let someone overpower me where now I can be really confident and and stand in what I know is my expertise and really be confident in what I know and also who I am. I don't have to try to be like somebody else in order to get the job done. Who I am is great and I can do the job as me authentically. So those are some of my biggest takeaways that I have seen people noticing and not just at work, but also in my personal life and some of the things I do outside of work is people noticing a behavior shift, attitude shift that's been really positive. Kylie's a roller derby queen. <laughs> and you yeah. even got right. No, like they're like, yeah, I did. And, yeah. and I I have been in my, you know, my one of our training committee folks just said to me, we had a game on Saturday and it was a game that I shouldn't have even been on the roster for. I was only on the roster because we needed some extra bodies. I wasn't expected to really play. I knew that going in that I probably wouldn't play a lot. Totally fine with that played in two jams, was there for my team and things that maybe would have bothered me before about not getting to play a lot or or whatever. Just have really been going in with an attitude of how I can serve the team. And our training committee has noticed and actually thanked me, um, you know, when they told me what my role was going to be for the game, I was like, yep, that sounds great, whatever you need me to do. And they really have noticed that and have been really thankful for that attitude. And I'm just having a good time, which a lot of that comes from that attitude shift and tools that I learned with Marianne. Awesome. All right, Colleen. Yeah, I'm like nodding vigorously uh, with Christina <laughs> and Kylie. I, I feel like the list is quite long. Um, so it's trying to point to maybe one specific thing. But I think the overall feeling that I in approaching funders, approaching partners, approaching potential partners or people we have. I mean, to mend relationships with is so much more confident because I'm approaching it from the perspective that I think I always had within, but I didn't know how to operationalize properly in this kind of professional environment of how to see things through their perspective and what their needs are and how if we are mid to work together, it's because we're both trying to fulfill both of our needs um, and that I have to understand deeply what those are and really be honest about whether it's a good fit or not. I think what holds a lot back in the nonprofit sector. And I came over from the for-profit sector only six years ago or so 
think what holds us back a lot is that scarcity mindset, right? And so really seeing where that's showing up, maybe for the person on the other side of the table, and then I can't change the way they think, right? And I really know that now. And so it's my job to see that they're coming from scarcity, pull less off the victim triangle <laughs> the best that I can, <laughs> and then bring us back to, um, you know, what's really in our control. What really can we bring to change the circumstances, the system, the dynamics? And then what do we both get out of that and see the value and see the benefit of working together? Um, and again, you know, I can't change their mind. I can't make every funder want to fund us, right? Um, I can't make every partner want to kind of pull their weight. Um, but I can feel good that like I did what I wanted to do and needed to do for our organization. And then I feel very fulfilled regardless of the outcome, again, releasing, I feel, feel fulfilled that I have my integrity and that I have, you know, gained something. I've learned. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot there. Okay, a lot. Well, and, you know, the interesting thing is I also know Colleen's boss, right? And he said to me, I can really see the growth. So he could see the shift in you and the, you know, in the ascension in your leadership, because in your story, it's, it's internal and external. It's navigating, right, partnerships and relationships out in the community and also navigating relationships and partnerships inside the organization and all of those skills that go go into that. All right. Thank you so much for that. Now, I know what Kylie's going to say. I know the answer. But I would like, like, what is the one thing that we worked on in the Up Level Your Influence course that like just dropped in hard and shifted everything? <laughs> and Kyle, you're going to start because I know what it is. <laughs> and Christina. It's just, yeah, it's, and I, I've already said it. It's releasing the outcome. It's so freeing. It's the most amazing thing to, and it goes back to that scarcity mindset, you know, knowing that there's enough and just letting go of the outcome and knowing that if you're working hard and you're doing the right things, what you need is going to happen. It doesn't always happen where you think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And just being able to release the outcome and not take that those anxious feelings into a meeting with you, just enjoy being present with whoever you're talking to and, and finding alignment in your visions. And then what happens, happens. It is the most freeing thing that I have ever experienced and has made it so much easier for me and so much more enjoyable for me to set meetings and go into those meetings with excitement and not so much, you know, nervousness and in, in my chest, you know. Right. And and you're raising more money. I mean Yes. Right. Yeah. Like that I mean Yes. Yeah. The results are are there to show the difference in the mindset. Seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah. The less <laughs> I want it, the more likely I am to get it. But that's exactly true. And also just so you know, like I have coaches that work with me and I had a call with one of my coaches last week and you know I was focused on the numbers and the income and things like that like just like that wait release the outcome I'm coming with the curiosity and openness and excitement and instead of oh I have to make this happen I'm calling this person because that's when we put the money before the relationship that's where it starts to feel icky <laughs> right because I'm calling this person because I need something no, I'm, I'm calling because I genuinely care I want to build a relationship and once I focus on that the money will, I don't have to that happens, right? And it's such a, I just think it's such a, that scarcity, this is, right, all rooted in abundance. 
the idea that there's enough out there for all of us and I don't have to make somebody do something. And I think one of the products of working, doing this work is you wind up spending more time with more qualified prospects and you're able to just let go people who weren't the right fit, right? Instead of like feeling like you need to hold on to everyone because you have to get the, get something, you know, instead of like, hey, that's cool because if it's a fit, great. If not, that's okay too. And that's very different, I think, than what we've been taught. All right, Christina, what were you going to, what have you got? It ties into the, and I think that both Kylie and Kylie also mentioned this, that this listening more carefully, more intentionally and hand in hand with that is learning how to listen for where the person you're having the conversation is. Are they go slower now? And identifying that is really been helpful in gauging what, what I need to do next or not do at all. Right. And so when you said go slow, no. I just want to clarify. So those are like when we are listening, those are some of the energy states that people are in. Are they are in a slow mode where they're contemplative, go mode where they're very decisive, no mode where they're struggling, or what we call glow mode, where it's just sort of like feeling very confident and ready for action. And so being able to read those energies and meet them, right? Because what happens is, oh, I'm in go mode. I want a decision. You're in slow mode. You're in contemplating. And now I'm trying to push you for a decision. And you're like, I'm not ready for that. And then the communication breaks down because, again, people buy to the level they feel seen and heard. So thank you. And thank you for that, because I do feel like that is the biggest thing is, is really just tapping into the listening and not what you want to hear, but what they're actually saying. And that's where release outcome comes into play, because I'm I have an open heart and open mind and I'm just ready to receive. Not like, oh, I'm ready to listen only through the filter of what I want out of this. All right, Colleen. Okay, so again, hard to say any one thing um, because I feel like I've been able to really integrate a lot. But the thing that I think working with you both through the course and set subsequently that I really use all the time is that kind of pause to set where I am before a lot of conversation. Um, I think one of the things I struggled with a lot was my brain was just going a mile a minute and then my mouth would start too. And that is wasn't fair to anyone else in the room and certainly didn't give me the outcomes that I wanted to. And then I walked away feeling, you know, frustrated at myself, disappointed, insecure, all the things. And so, you know, when you show us how to kind of ground our own selves before diving into a conversation and really center our intention and recognizing, yes, that this will, we will be releasing the outcome. We won't be getting everything that we want from this very moment today and then we can really think about well, what what's the one thing that I do what how do I how do I want to feel and taking back some of that power has stuck with me a lot that pause is so so important to getting the next thing done and, and it just kind of snowballs right and it's like the idea of being conscious of your energy right and what you're bringing into the situation and even one of my clients right now and she was saying she would rush from her car into the office because I'm so busy. Rush, 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 rush. You know, oh, like, and she's already setting her mind up yeah. that things are going to be hectic and chaotic. And I, and I, you know, you could just walk into the building, <laughs> but really yeah. just sitting in your car, like uh, tapping into for 30 seconds of, I have enough time. It's all right. 
and then walking in because whatever you put out is what you get back. So like the rush, 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 you get more of that. And it's just like those little simple shifts because you don't realize I didn't either, you know, carrying all this with me and I'm actually creating more of the thing that I don't want, right? Because I feel like I'm powerless over it. I have to rush, 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 busy, busy, busy. And it's all just about that sovereignty. Uh, You know, the queen, the undefended (laughs) queen. That's what it means. Like it's about staying sovereign no matter the external circumstance. And that's what Kylie so beautifully shared about, you know, staying sovereign and owning your value right no matter what is happening around you i don't you know the donor says yes or no that doesn't give me my value i give me my value right i say i create i set the pattern and i work on this stuff too right i'm not perfect like i just shared like i kind of got oh right i had to do the mental reset i had oh right i had to recapture the curiosity and so this is a practice that we, we work on right and like Colleen said, that we integrate, you use your word in like you're integrating all these things and then they become habit. All right. So what, what would you say to somebody who like Christina, you know, you're listening to me, like really like it. Like, what would you say to somebody who may be considering jumping in to do this? Oh, gosh. Tell me more about what, how you think you'd like to be more deeply engaged in what we're doing and trying to pull out a little bit more and if I've been doing the active listening that I should be, I because I've got I've developed this relationship and gotten to the point that we're having this conversation, I'm going to I should know kind of the areas that this person is most deeply interested in or invested in. And perhaps I have a couple of options for them. And, you know, hey, I have this great idea. And as I was thinking about it, your name came oh, to Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you're, when you are working with someone, like being able to understand their need and tap mm-hmm. into the, and tap into that and give them like, thank you so much for saying that because, because I have this wonderful offer. I'd love to share it with you. Like, so we have to understand our needs. And also if there's, you know, I don't know, Kylie or Colleen, what would you say to somebody who would be considering, to, you know, jumping in on this experience? I mean, I would say that if you're thinking about investing in yourself and your communication skills, your ability to own your place at that table, you won't regret that. Like that's impossible to regret. And, you know, the the beautiful thing is I think the skills are so interchangeable. You know, we've all talked about different ways we've shown up with these skills, right? Personally, professionally, in different types of profession. And like, that doesn't go away, right? I love that even though, Marianne, you really focus on a nonprofit situation, that's very much, you know, all-encompassing communication and skills that just kind of elevate you no matter what seat you're sitting in. So yeah, I, I just... Whether it's- I was, by the way, answering another question. That's okay. <laughs> You want to answer the question I asked? It's all right. You know, the this do it is my, is, <laughs> don't hesitate. Just every day, I just, I am reminded of something else. There is another tool in my toolbox that I, that I didn't have before. I didn't recognize that I had before. And I really do feel like I am stronger and clearer. And it would, you know, just really worth the investment in self. Thank you. Art Kylie? Yeah, I think that these ladies said it great. 
if they're having misgivings or some concerns about doing it, I would certainly, like Christina said, ask you know what they were feeling and what some of those were. And hopefully after hearing our stories, they are like, dang, I don't want to miss out on that. That's awesome, <laughs> right? And so really, I would say, you know, just do it. It's an investment that is really worthwhile, like Colleen said, because all these tools, once you have them, no one can take those away from you. And most of them are things that you do already have inside you and it's just recognizing them and learning how to how to integrate them. And it's amazing. It is freeing. It is empowering. It's just awesome. And it's great to be able to do it with a group of people who are all feeling the same way to a certain extent that you are. So you know that you're not alone in that journey. There's like you're with other people on that journey who are feeling those same things and and learning right alongside you and sharing experiences. This Priceless. Thing, this conversation been <laughs> so wonderful. So thank you. I, I want to say a couple of things. One is thank you for bringing that up because it is the joy of the group coaching model is that I'm part of a group. I invest, you know, in my development and that gives me the alignment to lead other people. And in that, it's the magic. Like I always say, I'm not the only source of magic, right? And watching, just watching people shift and grow and change is is amazing. And also just watching the connections that are made, you know, in the course and in the the Colleen and Kylie are part of the Power Circles, which is an ongoing after the course. And just to get to see that is just even in the six weeks, this this shift is just it's amazing because you're not the person you were when you got in. And the reason I do this is because, you know, in my 30 years in nonprofit, you know, what I saw was the issue was not people didn't have the right messaging or the right marketing. It's like they didn't understand their own value and how to stand in that. And, you know, and then and then from that value, now we're creating messaging, you know, right? Like and so having this like very grounded space and that's like, okay, now we're really being productive. Now it's really shifting. And so I just want to say thank you for sharing your stories. Any last words of wisdom you want to share? This is really about relationships. It's how we're showing up in our relationships with ourselves, with our colleagues, with our donors, and, you know, in our life in general. Priceless. Thank you. I would just say, Marianne, for folks that are thinking about this, is it completely worth the time? And when you're starting this off, it might feel uncomfortable to hold the boundary for that time. And it absolutely has to be done. I mean, you can't do this kind of part way, one foot in and one foot out. And mm -hmm. so, you know, there's never a perfect time, but make sure that you can hold the boundary for the time and space. And I love the, the intensive that you might be doing as well as the six week model, you know, our schedules are always going to be crazy. Yep. Um, yep. So carving that space out and holding tight to those boundaries is. Yeah, is I think for me, that is the biggest misconception I would like to address is, OK, well, when things slow down, I'm going to do this. But actually nope. doing this makes things slow down. Right? Because, oh, because you're telling yourself a better story about like, I've got this. I have, I have plenty of time. Like there's abundance of time. There's open, right? I did a workshop the other day and Courtney, who joined the course, and she said, I'm on this committee to raise a bunch of money for her work. And she's like, literally, like someone's like retiring. They're going to like bail before the goal. <laughs> I'm out. And she, and they're like, why aren't you scared? Why aren't you nervous? Like, why? It'll be fine. We'll get there. 
and just that that writing you so it's like when things get better then i'll do this and it's actually the opposite right when you focus on that then everything else kind of slows down and gets better and i love what you said about showing up 100 because that is true you got to be all in on this i just had a call with somebody i said scale of one to ten and they said seven i'm like let's talk when you're a ten you know think about it contemplate because you have it is it's a full body all in thing all right kylie yeah yeah, I think that's a really good point about the hundred percent. And it does feel a little awkward at first, especially if you are not super social and and you might feel uncomfortable around other people. There's a part of you, part of you that's like that. And it's such a safe and welcoming space. And it really allows you to be able to step into that and give your hundred percent. And I tend to be the kind of person who says I'm I sometimes say that I'm too busy for things. And I have been very jealous of this time in my schedule. And really, unless there's something that I absolutely cannot rearrange, I make sure that that time is blocked out because it's so important and so special. Mm-hmm. We make time for what's important, right? There's plenty of time, you know, the, oh, my board wanted that people make time for what's important. All right. Thank you so much. And I appreciate all of you for being here, for sharing your insights and your stories. And also just like being a part of this and trusting me and, you know, like allowing yourself to have this journey. I want to say for if you're listening or watching and you're interested, I am doing a and I do a six week course. But this time I'm trying something new and I'm going to do like a three day. I'm calling it an intensive. But if that feels scary, I can do (laughs) that scary (laughs) workshop. But I'm got a three day intensive where uh, we're going to walk through all the course. And if you're interested in that or learning about what else there is to work, how it is like to work with me. There is a link in the show notes and you can book a time with me and I'm happy to connect with you and you know see if you're ready for this. This isn't for everybody. That's okay. But if you're feeling like you're feeling like called to do something, let's talk about it and see. All right. Thank you everybody for being here on the Influential Nonprofit. And um, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to The Influential Nonprofit with your host, Marianne Dirsch. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Also, check out theinfluentialnonprofit.com for more resources on growing your influence so you can raise more and do more.